I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, unless you're in the UK, in which case happy Thursday, unless you're in Australia, in which case happy pre-Friday, as I believe they like to call it. Mm. It is, Patrick, what day is it? Wednesday or Thursday? I think it's Thursday, but it might be Wednesday. Uh, just getting around the holidays, James, I lose track of time. It is between November 25th and November 26th. We are recapping Match Week 9, and we have a couple fun new segments to debut. I've got Patrick with me, as you know, as always. And Patrick, I want you to summarize your feelings towards this news in one word. A maximum of 4,000 fans will be allowed at outdoor events in the lowest risk areas when the four-week lockdown in England ends on the 2nd of December. Tight. Tight. As in... Can I elaborate? B-hole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. please do. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's cool. Let's just step in that direction. Do it safely. Sure. I'm not here to make any sort of political comments. I don't know what's safe, mm-hmm. what's not. Just mm-hmm. do as I'm told, which in California is very little. So don't get canceled. That's what's, yeah, that's that's what's up with me. Yeah, and just trying to trying to play a real smooth. I, I I have been thinking more and more, you know, just watching some of these games and you know, Champions League group stages are getting more contentious and seasons wearing on. I, I have been thinking more and more. It'd be great to have fans at these games, which mm-hmm. just wasn't something I was mm-hmm. really thinking. Um, for a while, and they were—they're they're even talking about it a little bit. I think they were on the Spurs City broadcast, uh, and what a game that would have been um, to be to be packed. So yeah, yeah, I think it's it's great to have. I just you know hope they're they're doing it in the right way. And again, who am I to say what's right? So conversely, Man United Norwich uh, West Brom played out probably completely appropriate to if there were fans in the stadium. So mm. yeah, yeah, and but it. it in in that case, you could say that was a benefit for United. You wouldn't just be hearing just straight groans for hours and hours. Yeah, no Woodward, no Woodward's out. Um, it is tight. We're very excited. I do agree. I think some of that post-lockdown sheen where it's like you're just happy to have footy back. It doesn't matter that there's no fans. And there's that feeling of like, oh, look at us make it work um, while you know we're on a serious sort of lockdown dealing with the pandemic. Now we have fans back in the seats. They're not allowed to sing and they're not allowed to drink. We will put that to the test. <laughs> we will put that to the test, my friends. Up to 4,000 fans as early as December, which I think in a vacuum, we're all pretty excited about. As Patrick said, it's tight. Yeah. So let's get into it. Before we get into headlines, we want to give you an update on Last Fan Standing, the app news of the year. Mind you, it's the same year that Trump almost got TikTok kicked out of the United States. So we are live on the Google Play app for all my Android friends out there. The App Store, it is still, I believe, under review. They're getting my secondary freak of the week. That's the App Store for taking a Mm. long time to review stuff. Boom. Roasted. Is Trump involved in this one as well? Um, Indirectly. Indirectly. Understood. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now there's a little too much tease and not enough stees, but we're ready to stunt. We want to bring you guys quizzes, prediction games, 
all that good stuff that we've concocted with the fine folks at Last Fan Standing. And in about a week or two, that is my assessment. In about a week or two, we should be all systems go for all my iOS App Store people out there. We're excited to get you guys on the platform. Should be a fun time. Yeah, yeah, we're having a blast with it. Hopefully you are as well. And yeah, there's some, what would you say, James? Do you think these quizzes are winnable? Eight out of eight winnable? Or do you think we're making them too hard? I don't know if this is a good. I don't know if this is a good answer. I have no idea. I feel like I'm too close to the questions. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have no it idea. Could, it could go absolutely either way. You could tell me you you bombed out on question one. You could tell me you did it with your eyes closed. It is multiple choice. It's kind of like that uh, HQ trivia, if you remember that. So it's you're not going to be completely left out to dry. You will you will be at least given that shot to guess. So you can stay in it. You can stay in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's there for the taking. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff ahead. Headlines, Patrick. We drew straws, and and you got the uh, you got the top of the crop. Uh, Liverpool Spurs. Um, sorry, the Liverpool game and the Spurs game. Do you want to go first with one of those? Or sure, or let's go with uh, let's go with 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 Liverpool. Bang. Lusty Liverpool show their strength on their repeat for glory as it only grows to remind everyone who they are at Anfield. Lusty, yeah, quite verbose. Yeah, because yeah, I think I think that when you when you win the first title, that's for love of the game. But when you go back to back, that's lust. You want mm-hmm. more. You know, mm-hmm. it's not you. It's it's not about love anymore. It's about Gluttonous greed. Beasts, mm-hmm. just beasts of the glutton variety. Uh, <laughs> but they of course extended their home um, their home winning streak uh, at, at Anfield. I believe mm-hmm. it was to a, a not winning streak, rather an unbeaten streak. I believe to breaking their own record of 64 games, which, what is that? That's four seasons, if you, if you, yeah, if you took 19 it's, per. It's pretty incredible. It's it's turning into a majority of Klopp's time there, just about. Right, right. And in very convincing fashion, we talked about this last week, um, that we had still, we still raided Liverpool, but if there was a chance for this to be broken, Leicester on their form, Brennan Rodgers returning home, I mean, what, what was the back line? Was it uh, Milner, Fabinho, Fabinho Matip, and Robertson? Matip, was the back line? Robertson, yeah. Yeah, Patrick. I could if not it, be... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, I thought the game was there for the taking, and it absolutely was not. I thought it was there for the taking, too. Liverpool played an amazing game with the resources that they had at their disposal. They were missing some key players, but I could not be more low on Leicester than I am right now. I think... Brendan Rodgers just exuded some of that beta turtle energy onto his players. He was back in his old stomping ground, maybe feeling a little unsure of himself. And he did not have a game plan that was, that was take it to Liverpool and Liverpool sure as hell took it to them. Um, it, It actually reminded me of the reverse fixture last season where it was the showdown for the title Liverpool versus Leicester. Um, I believe it was at the King power stadium, but that was like, okay, Leicester, it's time to beat big brother. And, uh, Are they up for it? Yeah, and, and they clearly weren't last year, and they clearly weren't this year, which is why I'm not going to get... Patrick, I promise, I'm not going to get on any Lester hype train for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we talked about it last week. We're in agreement. I don't, we, don't, we don't rate them as Mm-mm. title contenders. So for, for all of it, I think that we, we were vindicated in that. But for me, the thing that really stood out is... Like, Liverpool are the team that I trust the most, you know? That Liverpool, I believe in them week in and week out. 
to give me what I think that they are, like who I think that they are at their best. Like I, the, their standard deviation from them at their best, I think is is the tightest of any team in the league. And mm-hmm. what we're seeing a Big lot of this year is slip in, slide in. Uh, there's there's going to be points lost, and Liverpool certainly has lost more of them than they're they're accustomed to over the past couple of seasons. But I don't know. I, I still just trust them to win the title, and I, I think that every time they're given a little bit of a test, they they show people what what, what they're all about. Yeah. And that was a prime example of, I think we were talking about this, how a commonality between Arsenal and United is that we choose our teams designed to counter what the other team you're playing has selected versus like, these are our best players. Let's see if they play well together. And Liverpool is the prime example of, we have eight of our key players missing. Or I mean, not not all key, but we have a lot of players missing. But this is our system. Are we going to run it with Keita? Are we going to run it with uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain? Are we going to run it with Jota? Not Ox. But um, you, you get the point. It's no sure. matter who's on that field. We're, we're running the same system. Right. Yeah. And they have... And, and, and they did this without Salah as well. They did this without Salah. Right. They did it yeah, without he wasn't back yet. Alexander-Arnold, obviously, and uh, Gomez and, and, and Van Dijk were the, the, the huge absences. And, you know, if, if we talked about Liverpool's depth, maybe we're getting proven a little bit wrong that they're... They're deeper in a different way that they have, I, I guess, mentality that kind of overrides yeah. and it's next man up and they don't really get as phased as maybe we thought they might. But I thought it was just a very, very impressive performance from the uh, from the champions. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um, and not to mention, they've got a budding, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't call him star worthy or on the same level of Mane or Salah, but Jota has more than risen to the challenge. And I couldn't even get the satisfaction of Firmino's storyline continuing because he got his headed goal there that was uh you know just kind of the icing on the cake there. He the the, the one where he hit the post like ten times, mm-hmm. I was, was like, this guy's never stars. gonna score. Yeah, it's like, never, he's never no. gonna score again. <laughs> you were looking for futures of Firmino to never score another. Career I was like, goal. "What is like? Yeah, what is Firmino's zero goal tally? Like, yeah. what is that possibility? <laughs> What's the bet on that?" Yeah, it the seemed only... like it was stacked against it. He had a good game, and it wasn't getting it. And I was like, "This is just yeah. this is just cruel to him." It just wasn't clicking. Um, Milner, who I think appeared in the starting lineup four or five times, got two assists. So that was half an assist for every James Milner on the field. Trent, who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tariq Lamptey fans know what I'm talking about. And then Patrick, the only touch of class from Leicester was from a beautiful backheader flick from Johnny Evans. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was masterful. It was masterful. It, 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 you were right, because as impressive as it was from Leicester, or from Liverpool, rather, you didn't get what you, you, you want out of Leicester. And, and, no. and we always talk about how they're a team that always shows up. You expect Vardy to score against the big sides. All that They just weren't they, they, they weren't up for it. It's as simple as that. They and, seem to save it yeah. for City. And then when it's Liverpool, like I said, it's like Rodgers, he's got a little bit of like a inferiority yeah. complex to his old, it could be. It could to be. his old team. It could be. I mean, he is setting them out there, and they, didn't, they did not look like they were going to grab it. But... Mm-hmm. Fair play to the champions. Yeah, they're they're obviously still a still a threat. Mm-hmm. People yeah. can keep doubting on them. That might be for their benefit. People think that they don't have what they used to have because I think they still right. got it. Well, it's definitely a marker laid down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Patrick, do you want Newcastle, Chelsea, or Aston Villa, Brighton? Both are of a musical theme. Um, I like going with bigger clubs first. Let's do Villa, Brighton. <laughs> Fantastic. 1738, 
It's a trap game, Villa missed the three points. Patrick Locks died. Welbeck smoking big doinks. You wanna you wanna maybe do the other other game instead? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Really, really um we talked about it. We talked about it's it. It's time to go. It's yeah, it's a little trap game. Little trap game. Um who who are you putting this more on? Like what are do you think because last year you would have said these teams were about level, right? They're both in the relegation battle. This year, probably the narrative had shifted that Villa had taken a step forward. Are you reading too much into this one game? Where's your Where's your head at with this one? Yeah, uh, it's it's going back to the international breaks and how some teams welcome it and some teams are absolutely cursing it. And I think that's such a case for Villa. They were flying. They had everything working. They go away on international break. You know, Grealish comes back unscathed. I don't think they picked up any injuries. But you come back, you start playing. Barkley goes out in the first 10 minutes with an injury, and you start to think, oh, man, we've kind of lost what we had going before. And then you come up against a plucky Brighton side that has Welbino just trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Good them, to be honest with you. Sorry, say that again? It was a good showing from from Brighton, to be honest with you. It, it was. was. A good, good result it was. For Brighton was they were plucky and they stepped up to play a pretty strong game. Villa missing that connection they had from a few weeks ago. And then like you said in your original question, you look at how they finished last season. You look at I guess quote unquote like talent in the sides. You take form away. They're they're not too far off. You know, Brighton has some class in their team. You wouldn't expect expect them to win, but it was it was the classic trap game. Yeah, and this is um this is this is something that we've talked about, not necessarily with a team like uh, Villa, but we talked about this a bit with Wolves a couple seasons ago. When I think in a in a table with the big six, they would have finished uh, they would have finished third in a table with the rest of the league. They were like bottom of it. You know, they got all their points off the big guys. I think Villa Villa's had some very impressive results. Obviously, the Liverpool thumping. They beat Leicester. They beat Arsenal, uh, but then they're they're losing to Leeds. They're losing to to Brighton. Um, they lost to Southampton as good as Southampton's been. It's just it's 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 one of those weird ones where maybe they can on the right day they can get up for it and they have the quality contend and they get after it. Uh, maybe they just need to play a certain type of style and that style gets brought out a little bit when um, you know they're they're getting put on the back foot and they're best at the counter. You know, Grealish is certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. He's certainly electric on the on the counter and on the break, and that's where he has his best. Maybe it's just harder to do against a side that's willing to you know invite you on a bit more. I don't know. It could be something to watch yeah. as they play these bigger sides and the littler sides, see where the results fall. fall. Yeah, it is strange. Well, um, who do Villa have coming up? They have they have like a, a, a good run of fixtures to kind of figure out who they are. They have West Ham, uh, Newcastle, and Wolves, and alternating away yeah, home Burnley away. and West Brom after that yeah they're in a very favorable run of fixtures so it's right, like right you'd expect them to get points right so we'll, we'll, we'll get to see is this going to be a correction to the mean or it's a game of it's a game of what's yeah. the fluke was the fluke the start of the season or was it that Brighton game mm-hmm mm-hmm spot even, the lie yeah 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 and then obviously Tariq Lamptey gets the unfortunate old James kiss of death uh red card after making my team of the season Right, right. You hate to see yeah. it. You hate mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. He'll be back Inconsequential. Stronger, Inconsequential yeah. red in the end as it was the game was, was sorted. Sorted. But yeah, um, we'll see. And Brighton. Brighton's a team. Man, They are they just going to stick around? Are they going to stay around forever? Just kind of meddling in 15th <laughs> place? Are they going to get out of my face? 
They just want to fly under the radar. They're like a they're like a uh, like a homeless person sleeping on your stoop. Like they're not bothering anyone. They just want to stay there, get the shelter. They just want to survive in the Premier League around fifteenth place. I need them to get relegated so that Lewis Dunk can go to a better club and he can get get on the English national team where he belongs. I, I don't know how many live takes you have floating around of future England captains, but I know it's at least two. I think that. I don't know what I said, but I know that it. it <laughs> I, I know that I proclaimed the title the, of your memoir. <laughs> the the there's something revolving the center back pairing of Lewis Dunk and Rob Holding. I don't know exactly what I you know mm-hmm. kind of. Um, that is the nucleus of your take. Yeah, I don't know exactly what my proclamation was, but I am 100 percent sure that mm-hmm. it was around those two being center. Back. And quite frankly, I still I still believe in that duo uh, to a, to a degree. Okay. And for for the conspiracy pod, because it's on that level. <laughs> no, I, I mean I disagree. I disagree. But we can we can move right past that. That's not for here. Um, <laughs> the okay. last thing I'll say, Patrick, um, it was an amazing winning goal from Solly March, um, and maybe it'll come up later. Maybe it won't. Who's to say? However, it, he was having his own battle with Matty Cash on that wing, and it might not have just been on the field. It was also for best name on the pitch. Solly March, Matty Cash. I mean, yeah, imagine them marching down the same wing together. You know, that would be a beautiful thing. A beautiful March thing. March to the cash combo, which ironically is our, our theme for Last Fan Standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Degenerate District as well. So it's right. not for, um, what was it, Matt Reed, whoever we... Ben Reed. Lost, ben Reed. Yeah, yeah, lost a whole lot of our money for him. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next question or headline. Park that bus. Second season Mourinho in prime form as Spurs boss proves Pep to be a bald fraud. <laughs> bald fraud really coming back strong in the in the Prem de la Prem word cloud. It's so much fun to say. <laughs> it's just it just rolls off nicely. A little yeah. bit of descent. I think it started with Zidane and then it just went it just mm. became every manager who was bald when yeah. they lost was a yeah, bald. It's a choice, by the way, for Pep. It's a choice. By the way, was Park that bus like a reverse extreme makeover? Yeah, it was. Good catch. Good catch. That was a deep cut. That was a yeah, deep cut. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm Shaq to that Kobe toss. Mm-hmm. Man. On point. But game of the week, I think this one was. Strangely we put it in our third order, but that's just yeah, in, par for the course here. And I'm not as as much as I'd love to take a shot at Spurs. I'm not taking a shot whatsoever. I think this was a uh, an excellent excellent performance. I think this is how you this is how you play or how you should play. I should say when you know, okay, we have to sit back, we have to invite the pressure, and then we have yeah. to break out of it. It felt like a fifty fifty game to me mm-hmm. when I watched it. And I look at the stats. Look at the stats. Thirty three percent possession to Spurs. Sixty six uh, to to City. Uh, 22 shots to City, four to Spurs, five on target, two on target for Spurs. And then just all the other stats, obviously very, very lopsided in uh, City's favor. But in yeah. watching that game, you would I mean, never have like said. Spurs. Right. Yeah, you it would never like have said. It, it, it's funny. Like, when we were talking about it, you were like, Spurs took the game to them. They dominated the game. It's like, yes. It's like, no and yes. You know, if you look at it from the line, 22 shots from City the lion's share of possession in a in a in a traditional by the book way the city dominated the game but it was the 
masterclass Mourinho performance where they were never really threatened. Yeah. And when they hit back, they hit hard. And and I think what I was getting at there, yeah, obviously City took the game to them in the traditional who's got the ball, who's got the chances. But it, Spurs dictated how that game was going to be played. And it was yeah. up to City to try to figure out a way to break them down, and they couldn't do it. And the thing is, with the Mourinho side, there's always going to be a point, whether it's games, periods of games, seasons, whatever it is, that they're extremely, extremely well-drilled and of the most difficult teams in the world to break down. What this mm-hmm. side has that I don't, that I mean, I think that makes Mourinho sides truly special or can make them truly special is when they have kind of the offensive ambitions, firepower, creativity to go with that very, very difficult to break down defense. And I mean, obviously we've talked about Kane, we've talked about Son. Yeah. You know, if Bale can get into prime form and and. and and Don Bailey is, I mean, I think he's having a, set, a, a great sophomore season uh, from from what I've been able Without to see so far. Um, really Plain kind of flip like things a, on his head. Yeah. And then that yeah. Sissoko Hoiberg engine room. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's. I hate to say it. I, I truly do. But it, they're, it, it, they're fun to watch right now. They're, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're must-watch TV when it comes to what, what teams in the Premier League are you looking to watch. And that, that's something where I'd say I'd. I have to watch City to watch because how beautiful they play. I mean, I don't have to watch City games anymore. I mean, I like to because this is it's fun to see it now. But it's not something where I'm like I I, w- I just want to see what they do that day. And, and Spurs have that level of energy around them right now. They're yeah. on form. I'd say the best team in the league. Absolutely. Did you see? Uh, first of all, force of habit. I went to pull up Spurs in the Premier League table. I was looking around like seven, eighth, ninth, and I'm like, where are they? I'm like, oh shit, they're in first place. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to find him. Uh, did you see Mourinho bought Reggion a whole just leg of ham? I did not. Yeah, so I'm glad I guess they, he did though. I'm I glad guess, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they made a bet that if Mares didn't dribble past him once that game, which he didn't, so fair play to Reggion, uh, Mourinho would buy him a whole ham hock. There was one play where uh, Regulon looked beat, and he made kind of a last-ditch effort tackle, and I was like, that's a risky mm-hmm. tackle to make in the box. It was for the ham. Now, you now know. I know. Now you now know. I know. It was yeah. a ham tackle. It that was a was ham tackle. for the ham. Standard uh, ham or rum ham? Standard. No rum infusion, but it's Iberico mm. ham, which is the top notch. Well, good for them. I mean, he, he, looks, a, he looks a top player as well. Uh, they've... I mean, it's crazy to me. Like, I, I, I didn't think that Spurs were. I mean, I guess they were more active, but it, it just seems like they're a new team this season, and mm-hmm. you know, it's still a lot of the same characters. It's that it's that perfect combination you need of players who weren't performing last season who come into their own plus new signings. And you look at this team, the key holes filled, left back with Reggio, and you don't have to be rolling with, you don't have to rock with Ben Davis at back left. You know, shout out sure. Mark and Tom who called that out. Hoiberg, it's, you know, no disrespect to Harry Winks. It, it, it's it's levels. It's levels. And I don't think Harry, we mentioned this on the Spurs roundtable. He's, he's not even a holding midfielder to begin with. You've got in Sissoko and Hoiberg two quintessential Mourinho players who will work their socks off and, and can even offer something going forward. More so right. Sissoko than Hoiberg. But when you've got that work rate, which is like basically all he asks of of his players and Son and Kane, who arguably the two best players in the Premier League, you know, like we got some hate for not picking Son in our team of the seasons. And it's like, well, the rules were we had to pick one per team, but realistically both would probably make him into a comprehensive team of the oh, season. 
yeah, if, if, if you recall, uh, I didn't follow the rules. When I made my team of the season not paying attention to the rules, they were both in it. I just had to drop one of them. It, it's, there, it's, it's, it's 1A it's and 1B. But again, there's levels to this, and you know, go ahead and take a peek. But yeah, there's. I, I remember going through when I was going through the team of the season and, and looking at a lot of the uh, you know defensive statistics, and there's all these defenders and Hoiberg. Uh, so you know, I, I I don't watch him play all that often. When I do watch him play, he stands out as a rock in the center of the midfield. Someone that I don't think you know Wanyama ever was. I don't think. Um, I guess who else have they had play in there um, more more Dembele. recently? Dembele a little bit, yeah. I mean, it, I think he just offers a lot more, and you know, credit to him. It was a, it was a great signing, and I think Kyle Walker Peters is uh, he's 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 been a great player for for uh, Southampton. So it's, I mean, they gave up something to get him. You know, they they Kyle Walker Peters is a, is a is a proper Premier League fullback, and that's not nothing. So I think they've been really sure. vindicated in that decision uh, to get. A really top player in, in in Hoiberg who just maybe maybe just allows everyone else to be a little bit more free. Sure. Um, quick word on City, Patrick. Yeah, let's 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 have a quick word. I don't think anyone summed it up more beautifully than this random guy on the BBC who was like, "City's like a team that's built the Death Star and then handed out free codes on how to destroy it." That's it's great. just it's it's a phenomenal starting eleven on paper. And then you see one quick thrusting pass through to Son from, I believe it was Kane, which is like the story of the season, just yep. past Laporte and, and Diaz. And you're like, oh, yep, they're in. And that's a goal. Easy as that. Easy as that. And you cut past Rodri, um, who's kind of shielding that line. And then there are two defenders who should be. We're not talking about Otamendi anymore. We're not talking about, um, you know, John Stones. Like, these are supposed to be the guys. And they're still getting caught out with, like, mm-hmm. Istanbul-esque defending. Yeah, I mean, you 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 bought Nathan Aki this summer, and he's on your bench by choice. So this is the this is the duo, right? And quite frankly, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm left to think like how freaking good was Vincent Company? Because I don't believe Pep's system has changed like so fun. Like I, the company had to be left out on the line like this and just won individual battles. Like, mm-hmm. He must have been that good because. It just seems simple. Like the the the, the Son goal was just, it was a three on three, but one of the one of the plays just opened up, and then it was a, no, sorry, that was the Lo Celso goal. It was a, a three on three, and then Lo Celso just beat De Bruyne to the far post, and the three defenders defenders never shifted. It was a very easy goal. Yeah, you know, I don't, it was no, just Kane made the right decision, great run, good finish. Like you have to give Spurs the credit, but it's something you would expect a city defense to, to sniff out 10 times out of 10 and they didn't do it. They made I mean, it easy. They're making it easy, which is not something you expect to them yeah. because the, per- the perfection is pet. And I'm sure, you know, Kate and Tim and any other city fans listening will, will be cussing us out because it's like, how many times do we bring up Vincent company who's long gone now, but I don't necessarily think it's like he was this cyborg of a, of a defender uh, towards the end of his career, I, I think he was more so that leader and that person who would speak up and tell players Mentality, where they needed to yeah. be and just like literally position them and, and shepherd his line. And now it's a little bit of like, whose line is it anyway? Um, but yeah, that's that's the backline faltering. De Bruyne is yet to kick on this season. Good news for them. They've got Aguero back on the bench. Guardiola didn't want to risk it. And then you've got Bernardo Silva, who's a bit of a strange one this season. Yeah, I think before before the international break, Jordan Pickford had more key passes than him. 
So he's is that, wait, then who? Bernardo Silva. Is that right? I think it was two to one. I think That's Bernardo amazing. Silva had one. I would key count pass on Pickford. Season. Pick that does feel like a Pickford stat. Like he makes more key passes. He can hoof it. Saves. He can hoof it. hundred yeah. percent. Like I, I, I'll take a lot away from him, but I will not take away that. That guy has an absolute mm-hmm. can't do boot it. on him. Can't do it. Probably the best boot right. in the league. I'm not sure what it does for him, but fair enough. Why don't you, why don't you bring us home, James? Big with Chelsea. Newcastle, Chelsea. In a touching tribute to Phil Collins, Fat Frank sings, Two worlds, one family, while looking wistfully at Steve Bruce across the dugout. Werner spurns chances, but Federico Fernandez does not by trashing his own camp on the way to a 2-0 Chelsea defeat. Is this headlines or articles? What's the name <laughs> of the segment, James? There's a lot of semicolons in there. Do you not like my headlines? I loved it. I loved it. I was, I was, I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. I was ready to chime in and then so, now my breathing's all off. You know, I really oh, focus oh, yeah, on my breath yeah, before my I messed take. Up the so, breathing patterns. Yeah. So this segment might be a little rough. So walk us, walk us through what you were going to do. Well, no, that's, it's, it's not appropriate for, for, for podcast, but what I did like what you did. You got, you got, you got two Tarzan references in there. Um, the yeah, so is, what I do with headlines is I write a sentence and I realize, okay, I need to bring it home. And then suddenly, boom, it's an article. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you go through that again? Because I kind of lost you in the second half there. Oh, you want the whole thing? Well, just the second half. I got okay. you, and then I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Werner spurns chances, but Federico Fernandez does not. Trash in his own camp on the way to a 2-0 defeat to Chelsea. so um own goal uh yeah not yeah, own goal not johnny evans not johnny evans levels but a pretty pretty bad clanger and mm-hmm. then chelsea a lot of offensive intent a lot of good passing rhythm and and breaks forward um werner didn't have a shooting boots that day but tammy abraham did and they ended up yep. getting it over the line with a pretty convincing 2-0 victory yeah we're recording this on uh Tuesday, and he 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 missed a sitter in the Champions League as well. Werner did, so sure did, sure did. You know, you know, it, it's but but hey, it's 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 the embarrassment of riches for Chelsea, where you you can absorb you can absorb his his little dip in 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 form in the finishing department because I think his 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 ball progression is still fantastic. I still think he brings a lot to the side even when he's not finishing. But you have a lot of these other players who are finishing and are putting in good shifts. You know, Chelsea have the squad depth and they have the talent. It's it's about the man management and squad management for 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 Berthy Frank, you know. So that's that's what it's going to come down to for him. Is is he can he pick the people at the right time and, and sub the right people in? You got Giroud finishing in in today, you know, mm-hmm. just a day after saying you can you can go if you want. So he seems to be doing a pretty a pretty good job of keeping it keeping it competitive and making sure that everybody's fighting for their place. And you got you got position battles all over the field. You know, Aspilicueta, Reese James. You know the the midfield of I'm, I'm not even sure who it is. Mount seems to have uh, cemented himself in there, which I'm sure we'll be talking about. Uh, Kovacic, Conte's finding the bench. It's 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 what you want to see. It's what you want to see. You yeah. got to be thrilled if you're a Chelsea fan. Yeah, you've got Silva, Pulisic, and Havertz coming back into the team. What is your who misses out? You know you've got you've got this team playing well right now. It includes Mount. It includes. Uh, who else? Did Hudson Odoi play over the weekend? I'm not sure, but I, I think my question to you is: Yeah, Hudson Odoi scored in the Champions League. Who makes your Who makes your eleven for them? 
as of right now. You want to just play that game? You want to just build an 11? Well, I, well yeah, I want you to do it. Um, okay. Real quick, off the top of the dome. Mendy. What do you got? Chilwell. I'm going to do a 4 3 3. Mendy. Chilwell. Thiago Silva. Um, Zuma. Mm hmm. Reese James. Yep. Conte. Oh, it gets it gets weird up here. It gets yeah. weird up here. It gets a little juicy. I know who's yeah. not making the team, but <laughs> let's round it out. Yeah, no, no, I'm 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 going to put Mount in there. Wow, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. Um, certainly on form. Certainly on form. I'm certainly sure we'll on form. Um, that's pretty undeniable. And I think just kind of for squad balance, I'd probably go. I mean, I'd probably play Havertz through the middle. Is kind of like a ten. Mm-hmm. Then. I'd go Werner up top, and I'd go if they're fit. Actually, no. You know what? I might go Abraham up top, Werner on on the wing, and yeah. then uh, and then uh, Ziyech on the wing. I think Pulisic still hurt, right? So, but if but if Pulisic was fit, he wouldn't find a place. Um, I'd probably drop Abraham and then move okay. Werner up top. Okay. I, just, I still I think their best four is kind of their newest four: Werner. Pulisic, Zayich, and Havertz. But out of that, I can see that there is a need, and Chelsea so often bring in the sub, whether it's Abraham or Giroud, for a number nine, a target man, somebody like that. So uh, I I expect there to be plenty and plenty of rotation amongst that group and just finding the best people on form. That's Frank's job, and he's... He's as well equipped as any manager in the league. So it's just, it's it's a test of him for me, you know, And, and so far he's passing it. Yeah, agreed. Now, I mean, he's doing, he's making all the right decisions, and then the headaches that come in are just who's who are you assembling in that eleven? And I, you know, I I pretty much agree with you across the board. Um, you've got to get find a place for Havertz in there. Werner, he needs to prove that he can play through the middle. And meanwhile, Tammy's kind of the guy doing that. Hudson Odoi's taking a claim. Right. It's it's a well built full team. I'll give them that. It's an embarrassment of riches. Surely is. Surely is. And then quickly on Newcastle. The thing um, that sucks, I'm just picturing Carl listening and smiling. And it's just making me upset. It's not I fun. Can just picture, I can just picture him just smiling. Well, Patrick, let me put you at ease here. We have hundreds, maybe thousands, but I'm going to comfortably say hundreds of other Chelsea, Chelsea fans listening to this who all deserve their team to be heard. So you got to think about it that way. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I lose... I have a little bit of pride knowing that I make Carl happy, but I'm, I gain all these good tidings for making all the other Chelsea. We're talking out. Chelsea now. We don't need to do it again for at least five games. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no matter what. It's only rules. It's only yeah. rules. It's called rationing, being good mm-hmm. podcasters. Quickly on mm-hmm. Newcastle, um, I, I had kind of let Steve Bruce fly off my radar in the way that this Newcastle team was running, and I just assumed they were somewhere mid-table. They're 15th playing particularly uninspiring football and a good tweet i came across was the bdsm community will never understand the true masochism of wanting to get rattled nine nil just so that steve bruce gets sacked dude i don't because i don't i don't think they're that good on paper either i i'm looking at kind of did that thing you know we did the transfer grades it looks like they brought in some decent players but certainly without callum wilson who's like the only one i think earning his keep right now they are an uninspiring side that lined up in a nice 5-4-1 against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems like the place where 
just like a lot of people who are just like, oh yeah, 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 he, I remember him. And but that's where they all exist. Like Jeff mm-hmm. Hendricks in there, Ryan Frazier's in this side, Andy Carroll's in this side. It's just even you know, Fabian Shar is somehow still the first choice. Like it's just not good scene over there. Yeah. No. But they're not. They're not like they're still good enough that I I don't I don't fear for them to be relegated. No, I and neither do I. It's just this strange middle of the ground. Like Steve Bruce is our manager. This is the type of football we're playing. How ambitious can we be with bringing in a new one? I, I feel bad for them because I do think they're just stuck in the middle of this this ownership deal where they're still with um with Ashley and they can't get out of it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a weird situation. And like I know aren't they like now like suing or like they're going back to the FA being like this bullshit for blocking it. So it's a it's a whole mess and that's got to be distracting in in the dressing room for sure. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. Well, all right. Shall we move it along? Let's go right ahead. This is a new one. This is a segment coming from our buddy Kiki Terry from last week. We said we were going to bring it back. We're going to do it. In fact, we're not actually doing Ask Us Anything this week. It's kind of like a like a break in the title fight. We're giving mm. them some time to cool off. We're getting our our uh, you know our giant bruises bandaged before we go at it again next week. So we're taking a break, but we are bringing in a suggestion. It's going to be the case of Mesut Ozil against the case of Paul Pogba. Mm. Quarters in session. I believe the way you phrased it was who of the luxury players has had the better career? Mm hmm. All right, let's get into it. Well, uh, Your Honor, the defendant, my client, Paul Pogba, has been severely mistreated. World Cup winner, Golden Boy winner, the Golden Boy, Europa League Player of the Year winner. His pedigree cannot be understated. And people believe he has underperformed in the United Jersey, which I think is mostly valid, but also preposterous at the same time. Look at what he did over the most recent years and where was Mesut Ozil just tweeting away. You have to look at the here and now. I think people of rational brains will agree that Paul Pogba has had the better career. Pick all the bones in that one. Your Honor, that was certainly interesting, wasn't it? People, the jury... If it pleases the court... <laughs> please be seated. Uh, let the record show there please was stay a standing sta- no, ovation. Please, please stay standing. Please stay standing. Um, Don't sit down for him. Thank you. Mesut Ozil, a um, league, La Liga winner, World Cup winner, and a future Premier League winner. Um, Ooh, future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't catch your chickens, but for the sake of argument, we'll just put the asterisks on that. <laughs> what he has done throughout his career at many different levels, three different leagues, assist titles across the board. He's been an absolute creator, one of the true artists in today's game. Albeit, he's had a bit of a slide in recent years. Do not forget those seasons that he had at Real Madrid. The 2015-16 season at Arsenal Football Club. One of the most impressive seasons as a creator, facilitator of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. He was a key component to those the, the second era, the Galacticos, if you will, uh, as a facilitator. And of course, uh, his role on the German team, getting them that World Cup. 
uh, playing multiple different positions, actually falling deep into the number eight role against Argentina and defensively neutralizing Lionel Messi uh, in the final. Um, what else can be said? What else can be said? Vision, chop shot, Fortnite, tweets. Fortnite, tweets. Questionable relationships with Turkish uh, dictators. Your Honor. Decent opinions on um, Chinese. When my counterpart is finished rambling, I have a question. Yes. I would like to pose it directly to him as well. Your Honor, I accept this question. You don't need to intervene here. Sustained and also overruled. I like how we're both also Your Honor. I am the Honor. Okay, I have a question. Bailiff. What? <laughs> Audience, please stay standing. What do Mesut Ozil's eyes look like? Mm, great question. I would like I would for you to answer, and please I, get it on record. Read that back. I would say that Mesut Ozil's eyes so perfectly reflect the roundness of the globe that he is able to see the pitch in a way that no one else can. Of course, we don't live on a flat earth, James, Your Honor. We live on a rounded earth, and believe it or not, every football pitch is slightly rounded, and the eye takes a bit of a curvature to see every single run, but an extended curvature allows you to see runs that, quite frankly, aren't even there, and that, that is how Mesut Ozil has, quite frankly, evolved himself um, to, to, to Honor, be able to pick Honor, out if a, I might, if not I might, just pick out a pass. It's Your interesting, Honor. it's interesting that you get caught up in the puffery that my counterpart is spewing today. He says his eyes look like the roundness of the world, sewing a tale to this quilt of lies. Allow me to refer to a text from Patrick Crowley, April 2018. Wow. Look at those beautiful, gorgeous butthole eyes. Now, I will ask again. What Objection. <laughs> I, I do believe my counterpart is referring to so many instances on which Ozil has performed at Real Madrid and teams, Germany, the international team, without talking about Arsenal. He has won FA Cups there, which have quickly become the second-class trophy. Pogba, the best is yet to come, the peak of his career, still doing it for Manchester United. Um, he's a bit of an injury spell right now. He doesn't want to be there, allegedly. But, you know, he's still doing it. And um, we cannot forget the con- contributions from these recent seasons. 13 goals, 9 assists, 2018-19. Single-handedly won the Manchester Derby to keep them from winning the title a couple of years ago. These things do not get lost on true fans of the Premier League. And not to mention all those sweet, sweet dance moves he brings to the Premier League. You, you know the one where he's mm-hmm. pointing, his, pointing his finger and winding his arm. That's a classic. Or uh, um, what's, what's the other one? Just the, the hop, skip, and the jump. Those are, those are classic dance moves that my client has brought to the world. Interesting. Interesting opinions. Anyways, I prefer to focus on facts. And the fact is, Paul Pogba has only ever been a passenger when it comes to winning. Mesut Ozil put the team on his back to win the World Cup in Germany. It's as simple as that. On the biggest stage, he showed up. 
Paul Pogba's wins is on Juventus. He's only ever won at Juventus. You, you of course, the World Cup. You seem but, to forget. <laughs> but at the World Cup, the World Cup, of course. Did Mesut Ozil score in the World Cup final? I no, seem, but he neutralized Lionel Messi, who had zero goals. That is true. It is. These are, again, this is puffery. It cannot be stated on a stat sheet. Paul Pogba very clearly, man of the match, goal scored, World Cup final. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's a, it's a, it's a good accolade. But, you know, I think you have to look at what he can do outside of just a month-long period. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about career. We're not talking about best tournament. I, I will, I'm ready to rest my case. Uh, Your Honor, I would like to cross-examine the witness who is also the other lawyer at, at once. As the other, Your Honor, I'll allow it. Okay. Approaching the stand. Permission to approach the bench. Granted. Please be seated. Sustained. Audience, stay standing. Will Mesut Ozil play another game for Arsenal? No, I don't think so. Well, there you Contracts have it. Contract's up at the end of he the year. He is not He's... going out. How can he be the preferred luxury player of this great club when he's not even leaving on his own terms. He's being forgotten in the history books. Well, I think away. I think he is leaving on his own terms because as soon as he stays through the end of this season, he gets an $8 million loyalty bonus. And I think he wants that very much. So I think that this is exactly how Mezzadoza wanted it uh, to go down. And um, who, who am I to say uh, what the right way to, to, to exit a club is? Mm. No further questions. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> and scene. I don't know. Do you have yeah. anything else? <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, they, they've, it, it, I think it's a closer debate than I think, think I originally thought. I mean, maybe, maybe not even originally thought, but I think that they have, like when it's all said and done, I think they'll have pretty similar stories and they'll be remembered in similar ways. I'm not entirely sure what we were debating at a certain point. I think better career... Okay, off the record, but also on the podcast. I think Ozil had a better career at Arsenal than Pogba will be remembered to have had at United unless his trajectory takes a complete U-turn. Not a complete U-turn, but steps up. Whereas I think Pogba will be remembered as the better player in world football than Mesut Ozil. And I can't remember what exactly, which of those we were debating. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I I I do think as well. Like there's there's a group of players whose just grace and elegance are really undeniable, and they're they're a beauty to watch. I think both of these players fall into that category. So they're they're, they're always going to have that group of people, you know, myself included, who are just going to you know always have a little little, little special place for them and defend them. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't do much defending of Mesut Ozil anymore, but Mm-mm. he'll always still have a, a yeah, special place you've got for memories. me. Just, yeah, yeah, you've of got course, memories. of course. And there's things that he's done that I don't think many people could do. And I'm, I'm sure I did go back are. and look at his stats. And what was it like a 19 assist season? I was like, sauce, respect. He had that. He, he had that 19 assists with like 30 games played, and it was like yeah. there's the the compilation that I've seen of like the missed the missed goals, like when Mesut was sitting on 19. It's like. Jesus Christ, no wonder he hates playing for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Giroud on a platter like 10 times. <laughs> Giroud to bury it. Oh, yeah. it was not on his head. All no. right. We'll let the fans at home decide that one. And we can mm-hmm. bring this back for other players in the future. So keep that in mind. We'll bring yeah. this one back for sure. Patrick, 
It's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. And on this a little bit leave it, I would like for you to burn it down to the ground. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, consider it burnt, James. So we're dropping we're dropping a couple. We're dropping a couple. Um way to step up for this, by the way. I didn't you know I didn't first not of know all, how it would be received. I want to remember ever to remember, remind everyone, um, that I still have Aston Villa will do the double over West Brom this year. Just remember that one's still out there. My credibility is not entirely shot. Um, There's a strand. You want to talk about Pepe or Mount first? Let's do Pepe. It's more fresh on the brain. Yeah, yeah. So, bit of a knobhead move this week um, from old Nicholas. Um, fell for the late, the oldest trick in the book. Just, you know... I, it just blows my mind that he's that him. I mean, it, it, Marshall's was a little bit more like spur of the moment, so I can give him a little bit more credit. But like, what does he think he's going to get away with in the age of VAR? Like, it's the 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 gesture of a head moving forward is the most you know, yeah. like it or not, soft or not. It's a hundred percent red card every single time, and it's VAR. Like, what did he think was going to happen? Yeah, no, uh, Alioski probably didn't recruit any new fans watching the game, but you can be sure as hell his team, you know, appreciated him for that one because he he laid a little trap and yeah, Pepe walked right into it on a game that he really should have proved himself with. It was a disappointing game for Pepe in more than one way. Honestly, I don't even think that the, that red card was the most disappointing thing for him. It was, that's a hot take. (laughs) Well, no, I think it was a game for him to, uh, to assert himself and answer a lot of questions of why isn't he in the in the side and it was a it was a game that for you know the most part was it was like kind of open there weren't a whole tons of chances but it was open right. in the midfield it was it was there for somebody who wanted to take the 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 initiative be ambitious and move the ball forward and you saw when Saka and Nelson came on didn't take much for them to get past Leeds right, right. and it, so it, I, I was I was hoping for more from him this game and the one thing that Arteta has shown me over anything else, uh, and we, we don't need to go into our Arteta talk this podcast. If, if, if the form and the and the results keep up, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk to him about him in the coming weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll revisit. But, but with what Arteta has shown is that he has little tolerance for bullshit. Uh, he showed it with Ganduzi, showed it with Ozil, uh, and I think it's a long way back for Nicola Pepe. He at least was able to. Um, he he came out apologized on it Instagram. Was an apology that was nice. and that was that was better than you know Jaka did do that in real time. Ganduzi, to my knowledge, still hasn't done that. Uh, <laughs> Ganduzi still drafting his. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's to the point where the Arsenal subreddit is posting his clips of like him him doing okay against the the U twenty one Swiss team, being like him and Party would be amazing. And it's like, oh boy, <laughs> if we're going down a we're path. Back. Uh, but in any case. I think it's a long way back for him, and quite frankly, as much as I would pull for the guy who wanted to get there, I just think there's something missing, and I think it's between the ears. I just don't know that he has just kind of the, the whether it's the killer instinct, the mm-hmm. ability to kind of process the game at the, at the Premier League level. I, he just makes the wrong decision too many times for me. I still think he could be a tidy player. I hope he can make his way back to the side, but James, it's time Bump to drop up. the take that he's going to be in the team of the season before his contract's up. And I'm willing, willing to make that. we got three years left in the bank, but I think he's, he's, he's shown enough. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's smart, Patrick. The, players carry 
you don't you don't need a, a long amount of time to figure certain players out. And I think Pepe can come back and maybe have a respectable Arsenal career. You don't see the path of Pepe lighting it up in an Ar- in an Arsenal shirt. Like these these futures you envision just start to kind of drift away. Like His moments the, uh, of brilliance are just too few and far between. And it's it it really is. He just has an incredible left foot. But a he better can't comparison. Put himself in the position, yeah. he can't take chance. He turns the ball over. It's just a lot of things going against no, him. No, I think I think you nailed it with what's. I think you nailed it with whatever's going on in his head. And and someone summed it up perfectly. Like he's a player of amazing talent, but talent alone does not make a successful Premier League player. And that's what right. he's got to figure out right now. That's you know. Yeah, and more more up. often than not, when people come in, and we're not we're not talking. To, I, I mean, I, w- I refuse to even entertain this conversation. Last year, I'm 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 adamant. You got to give people a full year, and then see. How, and, and look at look at somebody like Endombele. I know it's a different position, but a lot of people were writing his his Spurs story. You know, shipping it to press and everything, and he's he's flipped it on his head. So I think you do owe people that second season to see how they perform. Sure, but, you know, but we're there. <laughs> we're yeah, we're in it. You know, we're in it, and I, and I. I hope I hope he comes good. Uh, you know, I'm not even really the, the money thing doesn't doesn't really do much for me. No, it's in the past. with the agents and the fees, it's like the money is the money. It's it. You know, I, I'm grading him on can he be a productive Premier League player, and I'd I'd rather see Reese Nelson right now. And I think mm-hmm. that says everything you need to know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a quick question before we move on. Thursday Europa League game. I believe qualification is pretty much in the bag. Rotation is so important right now. Are we playing Pepe, or is it statement he's out of the team? I'm playing him, but I wouldn't put it past Arteta to to say that was unacceptable. You don't sure. get to play, uh, and I think if he does that, I think that says a whole heck of a lot about uh, Nicola Pepe's journey back to the first team. I think a good way for if I were Arteta, not that we have any similarities in acumen, but the way I would think about it is it's not about him; it's about my team, and my team needs rest, so I'm playing him. Right, right. You know. Yeah, I was already comfortable dropping Lacazette, so therefore I just lost one of the wingers. William was useless, so who is it? Like, I need, yeah, I need him to play. I mean, Emil Smith-Rose traveled. There's like four or five, there's four or five, like, U, U21s traveling with the team to Europe, so I wouldn't put it past him to, to leave Pepe out of the mm-hmm. team and start, like, Honestly, like a guy named like I think his name's like Miguel Azez or something like that. Some seventeen-year-old kid just signed his Run first it. pro contract. Yeah, like just, sure. I, and, and not that he's been impressive. I just would not be put it past Arteta at all to play kids that yeah. do rotation but play kids is basically we, what I'm we saying. We need Martinelli. I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> Stop, boy. Okay. The prince that was promised. The other one to discuss, Mister Mount. I've been particularly mum on him these past couple weeks, waiting for you to. You know, bring it up yourself in due time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not sorted yet, James. He's only started seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, Out of a possible nine. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Context is important here. Yeah. The other part of the context that is important is there's only uh, one midfielder who started more, and that's N'Golo Conte, who started all nine. Jorginho started five. Kovacic has started four. Uh, I don't know where you're going to slot in. Is Zayic a midfielder? Obviously, he's been hurt. But he's the clear... The clear second choice with uh, Jorginho and Kovacic, and then maybe a, a different formation occupying that third choice. So obviously we got to drop Mason Mount starting only ten games. Talk, that's me, this isn't even a little bit. Leave it. 
I think it's time for a new segment called Eaton Crow. And what I'm here to do is to... Is there a flying here? Yeah, that was, yeah I, I don't know what that was. Uh, reverse a previous take. And this is, this, is, this is something, there's only one way to do it, is to come clean. And this is, James, I will let you know, this is for the credibility of the pod. Mason Mount is not trash. It Ooh. has to be said. It has to be said. It comes out. He is a he is a tidy little footballer. He is You're a tidy little the footballer. I am. I am. Carl challenged me to watch more of Mason Mount, and I did. And I didn't want to like it. I didn't want to say he was good, and I definitely didn't want to admit that Carl was right. Uh, but he's a tidy little football player. I mean, his assist today in the Champions League completely won the ball off somebody. I mean, his, the run was wide open, but he still picked the pass and hit it. Uh, and he's he's proven to be. I would say undroppable for Chelsea. I wouldn't say undroppable for England, but I'd say he's undroppable for Chelsea right now. And he's 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 fantastic. I still don't think he's like the you know the you know potential world class player, but I, I don't think that that means that he's trash. I think he's I think he's a tidy Premier League player. I think he's got a decent career ahead of himself at Chelsea, and you know pro- probably for England as well. But I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know I don't know where you'd rate him honestly in in that spectrum, but. Tidy Premier League player, national team player. Probably wouldn't put him much much ahead of that, like any sort of team of the season or, you know, superstar kind of category. But if that's the bar, then, you know, he's he's, he's done quite well for an academy product. Yeah. Um, it's that tidy utility player where managers trust. Um, they, like, he is the exact kind of player who Lampard will turn to in a pinch. And that does not bode well when you're making guesses about how many games he's going to start, you know? Right. Well, I think what's interesting for me now is, yeah, he's clearly of of this. I mean, I honestly, who would have, who would have thought even a year ago, um, if you were looking at this as a Chelsea fan perspective, who would have thought of the kind of the young kids, the academy products from, you know, whether it was, I, mean, I don't I don't know what Loftus-Cheek's journey was, but Reese James, Calum Hudson-Odoi, Tammy Abraham, uh, even that that guy they got was is it Tamori that they got in the yeah. back? Like they had a yeah. lot of guys that were coming up making impressions, and it seems like he's you know unquestionably the brightest star of the bunch so far. So right, you know he's he's absolutely an interesting player for me. What does his career trajectory look like as he as he grows? Like can he? Because I think a lot of people do fill this role, uh, and I think not a hundred percent like for like comparisons, but uh, things that come to mind: uh, Deli Ali, Jesse Lingard, who. Came onto the scene with their clubs, uh, were these really energetic, tidy players, had some end products, showed potential, uh, but never really evolved the way that they needed to. So that's that's the next step for Mount and to see, you know, how how can he evolve into a, you know, I guess take that next step in his career, I guess, and match Chelsea's ambitions as, as he grows yeah. or as he, as well, he kind of, what's his, what's his peak? I don't know. We'll so see that's, that's going to be fun to watch. It goes. Well, I'm excited to now address you as his biggest fan. And luckily well, for me, Patrick. <laughs> luckily for me, let's, Patrick. Let's just say I would not hate the scenario in which I could call him trash again. Let me just put it that way. Fantastic. I'm glad you came out with your true feelings. I can't wait for Eat Crow that's, that's, to have another follow-up segment, that's, which is that's like no, I never ate the crow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Birds birds feed through uh, regurgitation. So Field we'll, we'll mouse is fast. <laughs> yeah, the owl sleeps at night. <laughs> at night, whatever the line is. Um, 
Well, Patrick, oh, no, it is, it's mostly about just, no, it has nothing to do with Mason Mount. It's just my pride in wanting to be right again and shove it in Carl's face. But mm-hmm, other than that, no, 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 no hard feelings toward Mason. I hope he doesn't have any hard feelings towards me. I know it was contentious there for a bit, but it was water yeah, under the bridge speaking. for me. You guys weren't speaking for a little while. Um, no, no, and I don't expect to for a while. Uh, yeah. But you know, whenever he's ready, I'm ready. Okay, fantastic. Well, I have nothing to eat crow about because I haven't been wrong. So you actually been, I think, vindicated in a couple, whether they're a little bit leave it's or not. But David de Gea needing a little bit of kick in the ass competition. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United finding their level as the dog shit team of the Premier League. So I was too. I was too point, ahead of my time on that take. You were a year uh, early. Yeah, I was too ahead. We did look at the expected goal chart. They are just getting big time pummeled with their results. Absolutely pummeled. Um, just a little reminder for what's up in the distance for your boy James. Obviously, Patrick's little bit leavitts are the burning mansion on the end of the street that's drawing all the attention. But I've got little condos that are worth looking at too. I've got Bale to score in a North London Derby. That is not this weekend. It is next weekend. Should be a fun one. Great. I have United to beat Leeds by a margin of more than two goals. That is no longer spicy because Patrick's counterbalancing take is already dead on arrival, but it's a take nonetheless. And then finally, Patrick, one to add into the mix. We talked about it earlier. Leicester will finish below their place last season of fifth. They are going to finish below fifth. Okay. I mean, I think that's a it's a it's a medium take. I'm not going. I'm not. You know, I'm not going for for grand salamis every single time. I you can't. I was you just so can't. I was so unimpressed. Right now, I'm I'm just peppering the board like Andy at roulette in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was so unimpressed with how Leicester showed up at Anfield that, yes, they're a good team. Leicester, in isolation, it, it all goes back to how you see them as a club and what they are. Sixth place, good for them. Good team. I'm not saying Leicester's not a good team, but sure. I'm very suspect of their ambitions right now. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to at least be critical of them, and especially when you look across the board. It's not like they're just competing with you know, the... the the big six anymore like Southampton's mm-hmm. in the mix Wolves is probably going to knock on the on the door of the European places Everton has got to be in with a shout as well so you don't have to be better than uh, than you know four teams if you just want to account for you know Arsenal shit the bad and their mid tail whatever it is you got to be better than a lot more teams this year and they, their margin for error has has decreased so we'll have to see I, I, this was really the only poor result for them. I want to say they haven't had. They obviously have lost games, but this this was the, the only poor result for them. So I want to see more of them before I make any sort of proclamation. But that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I would not. There's a lot of good that. teams in the league this year. So all right, fair Patrick. Enough. We still have freak of the week, goal of the week, and degenerate district to go. Before that, new calendar thematic segment for you. It's called the Turkey Trot. So here's what you're gonna do. I'm going to try out these turkeys from the past week, and you need to tell me which one is the prize hen. Which one are we holding in a higher regard? Which one was less embarrassing? Are you ready for that? I don't know what this is going to entail, but I'm ready. A turkey is like a donkey, but not quite as mulish. Understood. Okay. Let's talk about Fulham's penalty woes. There was Ivan Cavalero's penalty this week where he kind of Click-clacked his own feet together and pulled a John Terry and skied a penalty. Was that worse than Adamola Lookman's Panenka against West Ham the previous week or a couple weeks ago? 
Which no, one is the turkey? No, the t- the turkey is the turkey is like intentionally doing something. You know, if the dude slips, it's it's bad. It's bad. Like you don't you don't you you shouldn't be going to the spot after that. You know. And, and... Let me let me add a little more clarification to that. They gave an indirect free kick because they considered him to as to have hit the ball twice. Man, that's it was pretty that bad. bad. It was that it's bad. Pr- it's pretty bad. I mean, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. But for me, like, the Paneka is, it's such a high <laughs> risk. It's, like, when it doesn't come off, it's its as bad as it gets. Okay. Okay. Lookman's getting it on that one. Turkey yeah. trot number two. Let's bring out the managers. Mourinho saying, dinner tonight will be nice and relaxed, and I will watch Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona and sleep like a little angel. Versus Lampard saying, I don't want to add fuel to the fire of Mason Mount being my son just because I've been so positive about him. Which is the bigger turkey? It's got to be Lampard. Um, that's a little questionable because now I wasn't thinking it. I'm not I'm yeah. sure the it's like the it's like was. the addressing it means it's been on your mind. Yeah. And you're like, OK, he's an academy product. The ages would check out. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Like it's it, you, you're asking me to go digging. Oh well, you're liter- you're thinking about it very literally. Yes, I, I am. The media I now believe this. Okay. Oh wow, illegitimate son of Frank Lampard. It, yeah, it's it's not too far off. But the media cycle there was, you know, he's treating him like his son because he's playing him all the time and unjustly. Um, but yeah, Lampard see, dove the head first thing into is, that pool. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I I don't get the unjust thing. I I, I think he's been. Okay. Obviously, All pretty right. good this season. Yeah, you've been on that. You've been on that take for a long time. About five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always uh, rated him. It's not. Yeah, it's not very often that Mourinho loses a turkey off either. But I, I think I have to agree with you in this circumstance as well. I also think it's like that thing we were talking about with you know Salah's performance. I just expect that kind of stuff from Mourinho. Like that's just like a, it's an A plus line for anybody else, but it's just a B plus line out of Mourinho. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think maybe it would have been paired nicely with an Instagram picture, but beggars can't be choosers. Right. Yeah. I mean, if he's holding a ham and giving it to Regulon and that's the caption, A+. plus. Oh, we got one Yet of again. those. Yeah, we got one yeah. of those. All right. That was Turkey Trot. And it will come back next year for Thanksgiving. So sit tight. Freak of the Week, Patrick. What do you got? Freak of the Week. Well, didn't do one of these, James, if I'm being honest with you. Why don't you go first? Let me refresh my memory, and I'll get one. Freak, freak, freak. Okay, I'm scanning my freaking notes, and maybe I'm the freak. It might, it might be lost in that ice chest note you pulled back up. Oh, God. Buried segment. <laughs> Folks, Brought my back freak of the week. Days. And maybe this will jog Patrick's memory. I've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic. After about 20 years or so of being in FIFA games, very prominently, he woke up one day this past week and decided he was ready to blow shit up. He tweeted, just as if it just like was amusing that popped into his head. Who gave FIFA EA Sport permission to use my name and face? FIFA Pro? I'm not aware to be a member of FIFA Pro, and if I am, I was put there without any real knowledge through some weird maneuver. So he is now out on the the march to get his name taken and likeness taken down from FIFA. Gareth Bale was like, "Yeah, wait a second, what is FIFA Pro?" And now they're they're putting together a little coalition to bring it all down. It's unbelievable. It's just he just gets bored. 
and just yeah. does whatever he no, wants. No, this seemed like a it's Wednesday. There's no training. What like like when Facebook would be like, today? what's on your mind today? Like this was one of those. Did I tell you I saw him at a gas station one time? No. Saw him at a gas station. He um he was in line in front of me, but he was at the wrong line. And then I was at the right line and I let him go in front of me, but I didn't know it was him. And then he looked and said, thank you. And I was like, looked and it was him. And like, I looked at him and he could tell, like, I knew who he was, but I didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I think he was just kind of, it was just respecting me as much as I was respecting him. He was a tall dude. He was driving a, um, what's the suite? He was driving a Volvo, staying true to his homeland. Wow. Two titans of industry just in a standoff of respect. He ripped onto the 10. I'm just saying, like, he, he definitely not used to speed limits. (laughs) <laughs> all right was that enough time to build one or we can just move right into degenerate district or goal of the week right yeah i actually um i had one earlier and it is uh bt sport and this i don't know if you saw this but Klopp went off basically about um the sure. schedule sure. and he was he he, he referenced bakayo saka was like and and he, he wasn't just talking about liverpool he was going into the yeah, he referenced united too it was a little band yeah. together yeah yeah, and he basically, uh, or BT Sport or Sky, I forget what he said, but he, 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 the, the quote that he says, if you don't start talking to BT and he's talking to, on Sky, we're all done. If, you, if we keep playing Wednesday and Saturday at 1230, I'm not sure we'll finish the season with 11 players. I know you don't care, and that's the problem. And then BT actually removed his interview from, uh, wow. from the broadcast, which I suppose is their right to do. Wow. But I think it puts a spotlight on the issue which i guess i had kind of been ignoring i was just appreciating all the football and you know loving the loving the pace and not really paying attention to obviously the consequences just accepting there was more injuries but you know you're you're, you're removed from that so you don't really think about how it's impacting these players careers their earning potential and all that uh, but it's all coming from these tv deals and the tv media companies have not adjusted and saying here's our demand yeah uh, this is our contract and you know Klopp's point. I think he said in a different in, in a different interview, saying if if we made that contract pre COVID, <laughs> yeah, we've all adjusted. Why 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 can't you adjust? Yeah. Like everything's adjusted, and it's it's he does it's have great to have very, a voice like that. He does have a very German way of just calling out bullshit. So like cuttingly, he's like, we're all sitting here doing Zoom conferences, wearing masks, and you're saying we can't adjust the schedule, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a great talking point. Um, also, something we didn't talk about that since we started talking about managers, Pep did sign an extension at City. Sure, when we did. were on it. I forgot yeah, to bring I, that yeah, up. Yeah, we we forgot to mention it in, in the game, but um, it, so we it, can kind of put that to bed. Well, or can we? I think can, we can. Unless it's a dumpster fire, you can put it to bed. But it does. It starts to reconnect Messi a little bit. Just a little bit, which I think is that nugget at the end of what does not look like to be a good season. So far, so far, caveat for City, Pep Stain surprised me because he looked so tired of it all. You know, when you like, let's not let's not be so caught up in the moment to forget the amazing effort he poured into those City teams over the past three years, four years, I guess. Yeah, he's got to be exhausted. So he's got to be exhausted, but I guess he's up for another challenge. And I wonder if that carrot at the end of the stick is messy. So. Yeah, maybe maybe it's uh, I don't know how they're doing the Champions League. Maybe it's put everything into the Champions League this season, right? And I'm and then if you they're can win the Champions well. League, yeah, in the Champions League, but you know, and obviously. then get that monkey off your back, you get Messi in, go for the treble or some shit. I could see that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, 
Interesting times. That's my freak. All right. Goal of the week. Patrick. We mentioned this one earlier in headlines too. I'm going with Solly March. The mm-hmm. laid off pass for an absolute pearl to the top corner. He's not one who you see in the goal column often. I don't even think he plays for Brighton that often, but it was a great Rotation piece player of, there. Great piece of quality from the lad. And add it to the list. I don't know where exactly it falls in the rankings. It's above free kicks, but it's a, a shot you take one time when it's been neatly laid off for you. A nice soft ground pass. A one-time mm-hmm. shot. I love that kind of goal. It's great. Right. The ones that you the, the you do the drills for, and then they never actually present themselves in, in the real game when they exactly. actually do. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's like every warm-up drills you pass. Ran and that drill off so often one in high school. Never had a one, one-touch pass. I would hit off a layoff. Never happened. Yeah, you can't string uh, yeah. together one-twos in high school to take those kind of shots. No, no, no chance. I mean, the the ground is like, it's it's, it's like doing the moguls. Like yeah. on the grass, little bumps, little <laughs> dirt patches. Oh, it's wild. Uh, my goal of the week, I thought it was pretty pretty lame week for goals, if you ask me. Uh, only 20 in the uh, in the whole week, which is which is, I think we were doing like close to 40 in some of the earlier match weeks. Mm. But I'm giving it to Tam- Tammy Abraham, and it's oh, mostly wow. Oh, wow. for the assist. The Werner, the Werner run and assist, like I said, I think his ball progression has been a really, really promising sign. His final product has been uh, pretty poor at, at, at Chelsea so far, but... Slalomed through some defenders again. It's the West Brom defense, I believe it was. So, how much credit do you want to give them? Or Newcastle was it? I can't remember now. Um, it was Newcastle, and so maybe it's a little bit better. But yeah, Fabian Shar. I don't know if he was involved. Got through him. Good little ball into Abraham, and easy enough finish for for Abraham in the end. So this is mostly to Werner, but goal of the week: Tammy Abraham, Chelsea. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. No, it was good. I, I thought Abraham's was nice. It was a good team goal. Obviously, Solly I put down. Allaire for West Ham was another option where he just had the look of a completely disinterested man. Um, but I, I appreciate the Abraham one. It brings a different quality. It does. It does. All right. It truly, truly does. Sir, shake my hand and send us home with the Degenerate District. Yeah, let's bring it on home. So, didn't like we said, the trap game last week. Villa, Villa fell um, to who was it? Brighton, mm-hmm. and yeah, we lost that one. Uh, but I will say, one of the meatballs did come through for us. Would cover all your losses. Um, I was actually plus for the weekend, and very few wins. But Spurs versus City, it was plus yeah, three. The sharks, the sharks really shit the bet on that one. Yeah, it was an it was. And it was a it was a line too where I hit um, I think I hit Southampton like plus two fifty against Wolves and they um, they drew so I mean I was I was fine with that loss I even took what was the other one there was another the, the Leicester uh, I, I I I thought it was worth yeah. a shout for them and yeah. nearly plus three hundred to show up and they didn't I mean before um, the game it was worth a shout yeah hundred right right yeah and, and, and it's, it's not a bet I feel bad about I got a few more of those this week um, but try to get back on the winning track in the lock category. Uh, it's not a, this week's a little bit tricky. I, I, I'm honestly staying away from a lot this week. I don't, I don't love the lines this week, uh, but I do like Lester minus one at home to Fulham bounce back game. It's minus one. I expect them to win by a couple goals and that's at minus minus one twenty. Uh, I think that's a, you know, close to even odds. It's you get a push if they win by one. I don't see a world where they, they don't win this game. So I, I think that's a pretty, pretty safe bet. Wait, sorry. Me- so which one was this? Leicester? Leicester at home versus Fulham. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, and it's minus one, so they push if they push if they win by one. Uh, but I do expect them to. It feels like a game they win, you know, three nothing. Yeah. So, so uh, I like that. Um, not quite going back to the well with some of these meatballs, but uh, in Chelsea Tottenham, which is which is on form, table position, everything. This is a must watch game this week. It's a this is uh, going to sun- be a great one. Yeah, it's a Sunday game, eleven thirty on the East Coast, eight thirty on the West Coast. Tune in. Uh, it's 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 game of the week, and and both like I said, both these teams on form. But we are not getting toss up lines. This game is at the Bridge, uh, but we're getting Spurs at plus two fifty five, and then there's plus two fifty on a draw. Chelsea at one hundred five. For me, Spurs on current form plus two fifty five. It's a it's worth a shout. So I'm taking that. Southampton versus Manchester United. Uh, at Southampton, I actually kind of like a draw here at mm. plus two fifty. Manchester mm-hmm. United is favored. I kind of see a regression after the Champions League performance, but you know who knows. Um, I think that one's worth a shout. Um, though Manchester United on even odds, if you're if you trust them to keep going on current form, you know we saw what they did today to Istanbul, Başak Şehir. I think I said that right, James. Did and it better they, than Jamie Carragher. The, the, that was. He could have gotten my freak of the week. He yeah. was, he's like, look, I, I practiced. I swear I highlighted it. I swear I got it. And he, he still couldn't pull it off. They're having uh, James, a and it, it pains me to say it, but uh, Arsenal on current form, uh, Wolves plus 280, seems like it's worth a shout. It does. It does seem like it's worth a shout. Um, but Every now and the, then, Patrick, you need an emotional hedge to dust yourself off. I think. I think you go for it. If it feels I think right. plus 280 on Wolves is, is worth the shout. The linesmakers are getting hip to it, though. Under two goals, Wolves and Arsenal, plus 115, pushing on two. These two teams can't seem to score. Though, of course, as soon as I smack this, I basically guarantee like a shootout. But, you know, is what it is. And then for James, my crock of the week. I don't think you're going to like this one, but <laughs> I don't. I've bet on City so many times this year to have bounce back fuck you games, and they've never delivered. They've never delivered on the game where I'm like, this is, City's just going to take care of business. Okay. They are home to Burnley. Okay. Burnley coming taking, off Burnley coming off their first win of the season. Correct. I'm not going to take a Burnley win at plus 1,200, but a draw... When City has given us three already, three losses as well already. Okay. At plus six fifty. Okay. Seems worth a crock to me. So Burnley City draw plus six fifty. Okay. I don't, yeah. Sure. I don't hate that. Yeah. It's a crock. I wanted. I you could tell that I wanted to do that plus twelve hundred, but I couldn't even get myself behind. Yeah, it. Yeah. The fact that you prefaced with "I'm not going to do this" means it, it it stewed in your brain for quite a bit. I want it was in the it was on the bet slip, James. I just could not actually put and I will I will again say for the record, I do I, I take all of the bets that I tell you. Uh the Manchester United game, I am taking the draw. But I'm telling you, if you like the United run a form, it's decent odds on an even even odds for, for them. But every every single bet I take myself. So Love it. I could not myself just pissing money away if I'm taking Burnley <laughs> plus twelve. So We're bang that. average yeah. over here. If you could tell, like studios. last year's last year's croc didn't take all those. So they were a little <laughs> bit more loose. <laughs> all right, folks. I think that just about wraps it up for this week. That was Prundle Prum. On behalf of Patrick, this is James. Patrick, if you could bring one item to a deserted island, what would it be? 
I would bring my Xbox, James, but with all the accoutrements to make it work. Okay, great, great. Warzone incoming. We'll find you. We'll find a way to drop. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We can't wait to reconnect with you guys next week. We'll go through that match of the week and everything else that happens on match week 10. Till next time, adios. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.